This is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. Okay, today Matt is back on the podcast. He is super into theater, is currently starring as the prince in a production of Cinderella, can eat an entire ice cream cone in one bite, and in his spare time collects disco chocolate chips and loves baking things with peanut butter. He was nice enough to read another book and come back. So thank you, Matt, and I'm excited to talk about more romance with you. My pleasure. And the disco chips, they're just a fad. Not worth it. The disco bakes out. <laughs> the disco bakes out. <laughs> I think <laughs> you have to use them in non-melty situations. It's true. <laughs> you, you have to like decorate with them instead. <laughs> it's too bad. I'm sorry. I haven't oh, used my oh, don't bother. <laughs> oh god. All right. <laughs> so Matt. You, what do you normally read? Just to recap quickly. Um, I read a lot of like mainstream fiction, like horror, crime novels, LGBTQ fiction, memoirs, anything that really like takes me away from reality or <laughs> puts me in someone else's reality instead. You read horror? I didn't realize I that. I, I love Dean Koontz and Stephen King. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. Is Dean Koontz written anything recently? Yeah. He's really? Like, yeah, he's a little more... Um, science fiction now lots of like parallel universe parallel worlds um which before used to be like serial killers and things like that yeah Uh uh-huh there's always always a golden retriever in it (laughs) (laughs) does it die no of course not all right well that's why i don't read those books because like things are creepy (laughs) no golden retriever seems to be in danger i'm out (laughs) not interested so, all right, but like, so those are close to romance. I mean, there's genre, there's genre fiction there. So, yeah, all right, sounds good. I think that's it. Anyway, all right, we are going to be talking about Conventionally Yours by Annabelle Albert today. But first, we are going to do this sex scene game, which I'm sure you're really excited about. So, you have to tell me. <laughs> I've got to do better than I did the first time. Oh, did you lose? The first I lost, time? yes. <laughs> Both the beginning Sorry, and the end game. No. Well, there's only one game this time, so you're fine. Whew, <laughs> <once>. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. There is nothing so sexy as seeing a solid young dyke coming with her legs bent in a diamond shape, feet together, and one of those Hitachi camping lights. Those Hitachi, huge-eyed, deep-sea exotic fishes doing its blunt, tireless thing in her Marianas Trench. That's the first one. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who wrote it. All right. Here's the second one. When she saw that he was dissolved with pleasure, she stopped divining that perhaps if she deprived him now, he might make a gesture toward fulfillment. At first, he made no motion. His sex was quivering, and he was tormented with desire. So the second one was written by a man. What? Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. That's your guess. <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> no! What are you talking about? You're just saying words. <laughs> The 
first one was written by a man. The Marianas Trench was written by a man. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to like pick out this example that was totally going to throw me. No, right. I'm not. Not. They're too ridiculous. Well, at least right. I'm consistent. <laughs> you're just doing it on purpose. All right. The first one was Nicholas Baker, the Fermata. I don't ever need to read it. And then the second one was Delta of Venus by Anais Nin. So mm. classic, classic novel there. Sorry, Anais. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did you think that the second one was written by a man? I don't know. I just said his sex was quivering and <laughs> uh-huh. just seemed very bizarre. <laughs> what? Ways. Things are always quivering in in any sort. Not in the Mariana's Trench, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Things are getting lost there. Tell you that. It's like a salmon swimming upstream. <laughs> we had a, quite a discussion about salmon before this podcast started. We learned a lot. We learned a lot about where they live, where they spawn. It was fascinating. <laughs> was it? <laughs> was it it's hilarious all right so the book we read was conventionally yours conventionally yours by annabelle albert annabelle or annabelle is it annabeth what isn't it annabeth oh my god i don't know my god what is happening here it's very early yeah you're right it's annabeth god damn it (laughs) (laughs) The book we're reading is Conventionally Yours by Annabeth Albert. So I said it wrong earlier, too. Oh, God. Anyway. All right. Whatever. Sorry, Annabeth. Miss Albert. So she has penned... Yeah, I'm sure she's great with it. She has penned many critically acclaimed and fan-favorite LGBTQ romance series. She writes in many genres and has published over 40 books. And I believe that this Conventionally Yours um, was very popular when it came out um, a couple years ago. So the book summary, charming, charismatic, and effortlessly popular, Conrad Stewart seems to have it all. But in reality, he's scrambling to keep his life from tumbling out of control. Brilliant, guarded, and endlessly driven, Alden Roth may as well be the poster boy for perfection. But even he can't help feeling a little but feeling a little broken inside. When these mortal enemies are stuck together on a cross-country road trip to the biggest fan convention of their lives, their infamous rivalry takes a back seat as an unexpected connection is forged. Yet each has a reason why they have to win the upcoming Odyssey Gaming Tournament, and neither is willing to let emotion get in the way, even if it means giving up their one chance at something truly magical. (laughs) So Matt, what were your first impressions of the cover, the blurb? Why did you kind of pick this book? And like, how did you feel about it before you started reading? Well, the cover, it wasn't too appealing. It was like a cartoon of people standing in line at a convention. Um, uh-huh. So I was like, you okay. It. I did pick it because <laughs> the other, some of the other books in the list of recommendations, they were like British. I'm not a huge like fan of British literature. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and the one that I really wanted to read, you said that, my husband was going to be reading for <laughs> next one. <laughs> so I was like, well, my options are limited. <laughs> but I, would have more. I would have given you more choices. Also, you could pick your own book. 
if you want. This is true. This is true. But that opens up a whole too many choices. Um, right. <laughs> anyways, so the uh, the write up um, was I mean, it was nothing too spectacular, but I was really looking forward to hearing about their road trip because I love a good road trip. You know that we've been on a couple of road trips together. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we were about as broke, at least I was, as these kids in this book. So, Same. <laughs> and the one time, remember, you had to get like tires. And I was like, oh my God, what's oh, happening? Oh, that's because, yeah, I got a flat tire in Boston. <laughs> and you were like, oh, I have to get all four tires or something. And I was like, what is what they all had to be they all had to be equally worn so yeah yeah and i guess that's true but at the time i was like he is getting hosed by this tire guy (laughs) they weren't cheap in boston i'll tell you that much hilarious Um, all right like i've never been to a gaming convention but i loved playing video games growing up and then when they said the the convention was like the Odyssey convention, I was like, oh, maybe the road trip's going to have like some parallels to the Odyssey. It did oh. not. <laughs> was the, but was the game, was the thrill of the game not like the siren's call in the Odyssey? <laughs> or is it not calling them, <laughs> calling them to Vegas or whatever? Yes. <laughs> Into the den of iniquity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you didn't seem, so what I'm hearing is that you were not that excited to start reading this book. Correct. (laughs) Which it was, I mean, it was mostly the road trip. So if that's what you're looking for, you got it. It's true. It It was a long road trip. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how did you feel about the characters? Did you think that they portrayed people you might meet in your regular life? I think so. Like the characters, Conrad was 21, Alden was 23. I thought it was interesting because they, um, Annabeth had described Alden as elegant a couple of different times. I'm like, that's a really interesting way to describe someone. Um, anyways, so, and they, she also used elegant description for the professor's husband. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I feel like there's some other ways she could describe some of the characters. So it feels like what you're saying is that you don't know elegant people in real life. True. <laughs> people are inelegant. I mean, you're very elegant. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the words I'd use to describe me. <laughs> so... Okay, I thought that she, I got a good sense of Alden and and Conrad through her Mm -hmm. descriptions. Yeah, Conrad, he seemed like an all-around nice guy. Um, He liked hanging out with kids, like he played with the kids at the soccer. Um, He played soccer with the kids at the pizza place. He was, gave the granola bars and juice to that family in Kansas. So like he was, seemed like a very nice guy. And Alden, he wasn't like, for me in the beginning, well, most of the book, he wasn't too likable for me. I feel like he was too bristly. He hated square pizza. So <laughs> how could you hate square pizza? It's not good. That's how. It's not good how. I'm from the land of square pizza and I'm here to say, I don't know if I dig it. I don't know if I like it. So, I'd rather he, have a round pizza. Just but, um, like he, so Alden was the neurodiverse character. And I like how he, how the author had him described as like some things about us are just how we arrived on this earth. And I was like, oh, I like that. So that was a good description. But you're... <laughs> 
Are you going back to elegant for a second? Are you think? Are you trying to say that that's like a code word or like a word that's like kind of? Uh, or you just thought it was overused? I just thought it was overused. Okay, I liked Alden. Uh, conversely, like uh, on the opposite of you, I thought like he would make a like I don't know. I just I liked him. I thought I like a good grump grumpy character. Um, <laughs> so I didn't mind him. Um, but Conrad Conrad was nice was nice too and I uh I felt bad about you know his his family life and stuff so I thought he was a very sympathetic character Mm -hmm. but he remained upbeat the whole time well and I thought Alden he was you know one of those kids that just had a lot of pressure from his because his parents were very successful so I don't know I thought it was interesting Anyway, did you think this were they people I might meet in my regular life? I mean, maybe, maybe. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Did you think the book was funny? There were different different types of funny that I found throughout this. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> like they had so many phone issues, like lose, like uh-huh. not having not enough data, losing minutes, not have, having signal. Like it happened all the time, and it's like, okay, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> um i also really enjoyed i mean this is an unfortunate situation for conrad but like when angelo was (laughs) sending pics to his friend dan and he accidentally sent pictures of his junk to um conrad's dad instead oh (laughs) yeah that's funny (laughs) unfortunate for conrad but oh my gosh the goat mascot can we talk about that (laughs) this book and my first book had goats in it (laughs) yes they did (laughs) I love you. Really, <laughs> you really lucked out on the goat. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, goats are super popular right now. They're everywhere. They're <laughs> in two very different books. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, only one bed. <laughs> yeah, famous trope. Did that? That yeah, that didn't happen in the first one. But yeah, no. <laughs> The first book, they just—they wouldn't have cared. <laughs> yeah, well, in like so many only one beds, like everywhere they went, it was like, oh, it's yes. only gonna be one bed. I mean, they went somewhere every, a different place every night, so we had to like, mm-hmm. is it? Are they? Are there gonna be two beds? What's going on? <laughs> I also liked it when they were in the diner after they had sex, and Alden asked Conrad, he's like, "Can people just tell my face out if it just had sex?" And he's like, "Yes." <laughs> Yeah, that was charming. I thought that was cute. Yeah. I was like, people know. But then he was like, but I don't know when I look at other people. And I was like, good point. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes maybe you do know. I don't know. I don't pay attention. But I think that like, I guess if I did, maybe I would know. Anyway, (laughs) none of it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how I thought it was like super funny, but there were some funny parts for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you think, was the dialogue realistic? Do you think that's how people talk to each other or like how guys flirt with each other? Uh, I felt it was a little cheesy uh-huh. um, because there was like, for example, <clears throat> like I melted like an ice cream sundae on the 4th of July. And now they're like talking about that when they, I guess Alden was thinking they would never see each other again. Conrad's like, don't talk, don't talk like we're on the Titanic, man. <laughs> I don't know. Some of it just seemed super cheesy. And there was so much talk about kissing. They were obsessed. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, we need to kiss here. We need to kiss, kiss there. It's like, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> That's hilarious. Why? 
<laughs> you just don't think that like what they were just they were young and in love. They were just they just started kissing. They needed to kiss everywhere, right? I don't know. And they did. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get that they were, like, in love, like, young and in love. Like, this is a big coming of age, especially for um, Alden. I don't know. It just seemed a little cheesier. Sure. Fair enough. All right. Did you like the secondary characters, or did you find them too distracting from the main love story? Um, So, like, it would be Peyton and Jasper. Those are their friends from the gaming store. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was okay to help introduce, like, the character development of them. But then we don't see them, like, because Jasper leaves because his sister gets sick. Um, But he comes back in the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Did you read the sequel? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, like, Alden's moms were, I felt like they were kind of obnoxious because they were really pushy. and um, uh, But I guess they had to be to, to ramp up um, Alden's anxiety. Yeah. But, like, partway through, I needed more secondary characters because it was a lot of Alden and Conrad. <laughs> you do. I liked them, but, like, I felt like they were losing steam partway through. So it's like, I need more people. Yeah, they didn't have really much in common, to be honest, except for this game. And I don't, I don't know. Which I didn't get at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like the frog soldiers. Anyways, we can talk more about that later. Okay. They were really into the game. <laughs> for <Yes>. sure. <laughs> All right. Did you find the sexual components realistic? I did. I liked um, when they had their first kiss. I liked that it was from Alden's point of view. I thought that was really important uh-huh. because, I mean, that was his, his first ever. Right. And I liked how... I thought it was really sweet when um, like Conrad was holding Aiden's hand when they first fell asleep because he knew that Alden was a virgin, didn't want to pressure him in. Uh-huh. I don't know. I also felt like the characters, even though they're like 21, 23, uh-huh. the way that they were characterized, they seemed a lot younger. Uh-huh. And so like, I was like, oh, I don't really want to read about their sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> even though it was pretty vanilla throughout the whole book. Yeah. But, I mean, it seemed like it was a typical progression of what they do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they did seem very young. And it was was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Did their whole relationship seem authentic to you? I think so. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, especially for Alden's lack of experience. Like I can see like what like how Conrad was helping him but didn't want to pressure him into too much. I felt that was that was really realistic. And I appreciated like Con- Conrad's sensitivity to him. That was like my big turning point for Conrad when Alden had got a lot like they were getting lost and um, Alden was getting really pissed off. But then Conrad recognized that he wasn't angry, that Alden wasn't angry. That was his anxiety. And I was like, right. he's seeing Alden for who he is. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that they were sweet with each other. Um, and I thought that Conrad did a nice job of like kind of ushering and like helping Alden through kind of what it meant to be in a relationship since he hadn't had like any experience. And I saw, yeah, I thought those parts were, were sweet. Okay. And, uh, reciprocated because Alden was really cautious and like helping to try to get Conrad maintained with his inhaler for asthma and Conrad was helping him like keep his food flavors separated because he knew they would put Alden over the edge (laughs) yeah and like the way I liked that they both like concerning the game they like both wanted each other to win I thought that that was uh, like a nice setup by the author because like you they both genuinely cared about the other other person so 
Mm-hmm. And one of them. Go ahead. And even though they both really wanted to win the game for their own purposes, they like wanted each other to win as well. I thought that was like a nice tension and handled kind of sweetly at the end there. Mm-hmm. I was like, and before we got to that point, like they were really anxious that they were both in the same bracket and have to play against each other. And I feel like Alden was really pissed off. He's like, why is this happening? And I'm like, okay, it's it's going to be fine. Like one of the two of you will win. <laughs> Just relax. Yeah, it'll be okay. But, but, you know, they had feelings. So this book was written by a woman. Do you feel a certain way about that? Do you think that it made a difference to the overall feel and authenticity of the characters and their relationship? I don't think so, uh, because I felt the... The last, the first book that I read was also written by a woman, and I thought that felt very authentic. So I don't think this changed my my opinion of that it was written by a woman for this this book either. Okay. Yeah, she did a, a nice job, and I also appreciated the um, section at the back of the book that uh-huh. she had about, about different resources for like gaming and also the, also her uh, research on neurodiversity. So like, if you want to read more, like check these out. Oh. I did not read any more about gaming though. So, but I appreciated that she had it there. <laughs> And one of the blurbs on the back, it said that you will ship this couple. Uh-huh. Have you heard this new, this term? Yeah, that's an old okay. term. Okay, yeah. I have not. I was like, oh, so it's like <laughs> they work together. They dig each other. They fit together well. Shipping <laughs> is like you want them to be together. Like I, it was, that was like a, I ship Bella and Robert Pattinson's character from Twilight. I think oh, it's kind of. Edward? Edward, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know his name. Apparently we're not Team Jacob. Okay. I don't, I don't know which, like, don't get me started on like why anybody <laughs> would be team edward and not team jacob i mean taylor lautner is like the hottest man alive like i don't get it it's fine but like whatever you know truth it's a sparkle vampire whatever you're but still what i just like disco chips on your face <laughs> disco chips on your face <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> he was like he was a disco vampire <laughs> so yeah that's where i think shipping started like i sh- people ship stanza and john or whatever from game of thrones there oh, okay yeah so yeah did you sh- i shipped alden and called it conrad for sure all right <laughs> all right heading into these quick categories what did you think the hottest moment was um i guess when they were messing around in the cabin uh-huh. that was the only scene that was interesting <laughs> i don't think like, sexually interesting i don't I don't remember the cabin was that one of the places they had to stay obviously yeah <laughs> oh god all right <laughs> i was that when they were on the trail because that was that was nice too was that oh yeah like hiking anyway mm-hmm. all right what was the sweetest most romantic moment for you i think it was the one that i mentioned earlier when conrad first recognizes alden's anger uh-huh. it was actually his anxiety okay yeah i also liked when they were holding hands when they slept together non-sexually and right. um that moment when they were kissing under the stars because conrad really wanted to show alden the stars and i was mm-hmm. like oh uh-huh. these are sweet yeah that was my sweetest moment too i like i thought that was nice 
I thought they did a lot of sweet things for each other, honestly, that we've kind of talked about already. Once they kind of made the decision to be together, they were like, they just were really considerate of each other all the time. So mm -hmm. that was nice. Yeah. Okay. Most relatable moment. Oh gosh. There were a couple. <laughs> like when they were having to drive this massive vehicle across the country, right. that was <laughs> when we took our road trip in New Zealand, we rented an RV uh -huh. and I had to drive it for part of the trip and I hated it. And I took a turn really hard and Kevin flew off the couch in the back and our fridge door flew open and the food went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can relate to that. Uh -huh. um, also, when they were posing the goat and the frog on different landmarks oh, uh -huh. as they were driving. Um, do you remember Dollhead? Yes. Do you remember Dollhead? <laughs> when my friend Sarah and I took a road trip, we went to Mount Rushmore and I took Dollhead up to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So she can go be with her people. <laughs> God. It, Matt had a gross doll head, a creepy, creepy doll head, and he would take it everywhere and take weird pictures of it, doll head everywhere. So, yeah, that was, sure, I guess relatable. <laughs> well, also, when they were joking about walking in with matching deck boxes and dressing alike, I was like, yeah, I hate that. <sighs> you hate people matching? Well, not, like, people in general, but, like, my husband and I, we cannot be in <laughs> any kind of, like, outfit that is similar. Oh, right. <laughs> or else I will not leave the house <laughs> before I change. <laughs> so I get it, Conrad and Alden, okay? Can you repeat that? It, you cut out. Oh, so, yeah, I totally get that. Call... <laughs> <laughs> So I totally get that, Conrad and Alden. I feel your pain. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I found a lot of it relatable. I mean, of course, like the pressure that Alden felt from his from his parents. And then Conrad, I mean, he, I felt, yeah, I mean, like his whole not being able, like not being accepted by his family or whatever was sad. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, but I thought him like having to kind of make it on his own. I thought that was, that was relatable and she did a good job kind of. Yeah, I think she did a good job with Conrad. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all right. Biggest lie or misconception about men you think in this book i don't know i couldn't think of anything for this no no you didn't think anything felt like um eh, guys wouldn't do this um no all right what did you think i don't i, I don't i don't presume to know anything that guys think or do <laughs> i don't know i have no idea <laughs> i mean i I, I guess it could be that like there is these were emotional uh, dudes and that might have been like a youth thing, um, but they were very like in their heads and angsty, I thought. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that's true of all guys. I mean, it's certainly true of these characters. I wouldn't say it's true of all guys, <laughs> <laughs> but of some, yes, <laughs> I think it, it rings true yeah but so and i mean guys are definitely into gaming so that was true right um, oh, yes not that you are but guys are super into it i just could not like there was so much talk of gaming of like the cards and such and like video games for sure yeah i can get on board with that but like 
the whole like magic, uh-huh. the card game and like Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just like have no interest in it. Kind of, <laughs> I kind of skimmed over those sections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it supposed to be like magic? Like I've never played magic, so I don't know. I assumed it was supposed to be like magic, but I don't, I just didn't understand like the decks, the different decks and like how I, I don't. Yeah. No idea either. <laughs> it was like, I don't, I don't know. Like Uno and Splitting Kittens are about my limit. <laughs> All right. What was your most annoying moment? Um, all of the kissing, like the spicy kissing, the medicinal kissing, the horizontal kissing. <laughs> oh, Lord, the card game kissing, <laughs> the driving through windshield wipers on kissing. <laughs> what was the medicinal kissing? That like one, I forget who I was probably Alden that he was like, I just crave like conrad's kisses it's like medicinal kisses we we traded them back and forth behind the trees i'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) so you just got you just did not like the kissing i i don't know i found myself being annoyed at various moments throughout it but i think my annoyance was like you pointed out kind of the youngness of the characters they did seem very young and I just, I can't relate, I guess, anymore or probably ever to like wanting to win a game that badly, you know what I mean? And like spending so much time and so much of my life on a game. Yeah. That's just not something uh, I personally can relate to. I just kept thinking, this is a massive waste of time. What are you doing? <laughs> you should you be doing something else with your time and like the whole the youtube culture of it like they're famous because they're playing games on youtube or whatever i know that that's a thing i've you know i understand but like it's not like oh i like it like i the playing that much of a game is in itself to me a waste of time but then to on top of wasting that time playing this game so much then you're going to watch a show about it on YouTube as well about the game that's not even playing the game. It's like right. the <laughs> massive amount of time there of just sunk time is just a foreign concept. Like I can't I even I can't even imagine at this point having that much time to, to do that. So like it was just I was like stop. You can figure like Alden. You can figure out what you want to do with your life. Stop playing this game, and then right. you'll be fine. Like you will figure out what to do with your life. But like this game is like a lot. Because like granted, Conrad gets a job out of this tournament. But like, how long is he going to be in that job? Is this like a lifetime career? I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Annabeth, give us the answers. <laughs> I mean, apparently so. But like, I just can't, I just can't understand. I mean, like, it's just not a thing. I, I, I just, I don't. Are there people who are rich and are making a living by posting YouTube videos of magic? It just seems. I imagine, Yeah. It's not us. <laughs> we should start. We should make up our own game and then play it and then see. Play it. I mean, we were pretty amazing at Trivia Pursuit. We can like <laughs> make YouTube videos of us playing that. <laughs> we could make like a how to cheat video. How to cheat at every game. 
That's a good idea. Totally do that. Here's how you cheat at Phase 10. Here's how you cheat at Trivial Pursuit. Here's how you cheat at Apples to Apples. And humanity. Oh, God. All right. Was there anything, any other annoying moments that you had? Um, no, I think that's it. I, I think that that's a lie, but that's fine. We'll come. comments from earlier in the podcast say what <laughs> revisit some of my other comments <laughs> from earlier in the podcast <laughs> was, okay was there anything you learned about relationships in this book yes hmm. two things one don't date your nemesis <laughs> Uh-huh. And to make sure to help to ask how many beds there are in the room before you check in. Why? But why would you not do your nemesis? It worked out for them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they fell in love in the you know game to get. Did Conrad won the tournament, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Then Alden got that secondary job of teaching kids to through logic of playing the game right. and such. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they both got a. They both got jobs at the end with that company, that gaming company yeah. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you learned not to date you. What was the second thing? To always check to see how many beds there are in your hotel room before you check in. <laughs> I mean, it is just funny because, like, it's impossible to get. Not, I mean, like, you see the number of beds when you make the reservation, right? Like, just impossible to have only one bed at this point. Like, right. But we're they're gonna keep doing it because that's what has to happen, you know. People people can't get together on their own. You know what I mean? They need some True. help. They need they help. a little misunderstanding along the way. Uh huh. For sure. For sure. All that's right. What, that's what Hallmark Christmas movies are teaching us. <laughs> <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movies cannot, I mean, there's no beds involved in a Hallmark Christmas movie. That's a real shame. Oh, but now there is alcohol involved. Oh, really? I didn't realize. Yes. I bet my mom was upset. (laughs) Why are they they having alcohol? Look up into the wholesome. I just wanted them to go to a tea shop in Vermont. It's fine. <laughs> oh, speaking of this place, take the story takes place. It starts off in Grace Haven, uh-huh. so I was trying to figure out if this was actually a real town because when right. from the description it sounded like it was New Jersey from their travel pathway, yeah. and like well maybe it's like New Hope, and but yeah. no, it's not. It's a fictitious oh. town. However, in Columbus, Ohio, there's a domestic abuse shelter called Grace Haven. Oh, really? So That's there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did go through real oh, places no. like Columbus. <laughs> Look at that research. (laughs) (laughs) And Pittsburgh, and she seemed to get the descriptions correctly. I don't know if she's from Ohio, but a lot of people are, so maybe. But sorry, it's not a real place, Matt. You can't go there to that gaming store and and get your magic cards. (laughs) I can't get my card deck boxes. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of, like, deck talk. And I was like, I don't know. You guys just... Yeah. This is a lot of money to spend on cards. I was, also, they were like at one point they were very surprised that there weren't like romance novels being sold in the gaming store. I'm like, really? Mm, they should be. They should be sold everywhere. Well, I support that. Right. <laughs> All right, Matt, that's it for the quick category. So you've read two romance novels now. The first one was Firefly Lane by Riley Hart. Um, how did the two compare? And then did you prefer one over the other? And kind of 
why why that is. Um, for me, I liked Firefly Lane more than conventionally yours. I felt like the well, at first they were older characters; they were in their forties. I felt they were more relatable. Uh-huh. It was a story that I like could actually relate to. Sure. Um, yeah, like moving to a small town, like living on a farm with goats. Yes, going to a convention to play <laughs> games. Not so much. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you can't imagine yourself like in college being like I mean like doing the road trip and like I mean not for gaming but for something else. I thought that part was so. you know, I thought that part was relatable. Yeah. All right. So you seem to prefer the first one. Do you think that you liked those characters better outside of them being like being able to relate to their experiences? Do you think you just liked them as characters more? I did, yeah. And there's two more books in the series after Firefly Lane. Uh-huh. Um, which I actually downloaded and I'm going to read. There you go. How nice. So thank you. Thanks, Margo. Uh huh. <laughs> You're welcome. And thanks, Riley Hart. So the ice cream one, the ice cream shop yep. one. Sunday's best. And the third one's called <laughs> The Creek. The third one's called what? The Creek. What? <laughs> A river runs through it. <laughs> that was Mariana's Trench. Oh my God. Oh my God. Have you seen A River Runs Through It? Because like it's still one of the saddest movies to me. I did not. Oh, God, man, you should. Uh, but I like Let the River Run. I have never, I have no idea what that is. Song from Working Girl. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a musical of Working Girl that's not on no. What? It's from the, the movie Working oh. Girl. Okay. <laughs> But give it time, I'm sure there will be a musical. Well, there is a Bob's Burgers working girl musical. Oh. Funny. All right. That's why I was I was deep in it, trying to figure out is he is this a is this a song from the Bob's Burgers musical of Working Girl in the show? I was like, this is a very layered reference. <laughs> um, all right. So how about the writing style between the two? What did you? Um, I felt like the first one was much uh, faster paced. Oh, okay. So I enjoyed that. <clears throat> you thought that the the conventionally yours was a little slow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because of the descriptions of the gaming? Yeah, I felt like she could have said a lot less than... She, she should have said a lot less than she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, this could have been like one of those one-handers. What? It's <laughs> good. This could have been one of those one-handers, like 40 pages and done. But then you wouldn't have seen the arc of of there of Conrad and his, you know, he made up with his family. That was sweet. Uh, or at least his mom. And it, I mean, it's more meaningful. It's more meaningful. That was a big arc, as well as the uh, St. Louis Arch, where they finally professed their love to each other yeah. when they got stuck in the elevator. Is that what happened? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you (laughs) i look i liked this i liked conventionally yours i thought i thought it was like kind of i mean there was a lot of gaming talk but i do feel like it was kind of refreshing i liked you know i don't read a lot of young love stuff and i thought that it was interesting for a guy to be so inexperienced in a situation that was kind of nice to read and i mean he had no he had not even kissed someone at 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 23 so i thought that like that was a nice thing to um to kind of 
to read about can and have that be okay that there's not this big rush to be intimate with people that like you can take your time that you can wait to find somebody who you're actually compatible with and who you have actual feelings for and I thought that whole like we talked about Conrad kind of introducing him to uh, that physicality I just thought it was sweet and I thought she did a really good job of kind of <sighs> Alden how he felt about it how he felt inexperienced in that un- that uncertainty about it I thought that rang true about you know, we all have, we've all been in that position where we're just starting and we don't know what to do. And, you know, it's all kind of confusing and scary. And I thought she did a good job of describing that and then giving him kind of the perfect guide uh, in Conrad. So I thought that was, I just thought it was cute. I thought it was sweet. I liked that young, that, you know, that kind of young love part of it, the just the discovery of, of all of those things. You know, we kind of went on that journey with Alden, like this is his, you know very first love and how that feels how scary that is and how amazing it is so I thought the author did a really good job of bringing that to life for us through this road trip thing so I I mean yeah I thought it was I thought it was nice I, I thought their love story was nice and Firefly Lane it was obviously like way more mature but the theme of both of these novels and it's you know it's weird to think about but they're like so nice to each other and they're so considerate of each other and they're constantly in both novels like trying to do nice things for each other and it's very I think even kind of more so in like a a traditional uh like a just a heterosexual romance novel I don't know if it's my own brain or if it's actual fact but it seems like more equitable the things that they do for each other and so that's an interesting kind of way of of looking at it because they are because like a lot of times in female driven romance novels or in hetero novels the females are constantly wanting I mean the part point of it is to create an equitable relationship right and so but what sometimes that ends up looking like is that the guy is doing more for the woman in the books because of course in real life that's the the opposite happens so I think that there's that tendency to like oh it's romance so like guys have to have to like do all these things and you know these grandiose gestures to win women and in these in Firefly Lane and in this book I just felt like there wasn't like one person who's making the big gestures it's like a very kind of equal union and it's they're both kind of giving and and taking an equal measure and so that made me think about you know the things that I write and the things that I read and and just in general relationship dynamics and so it's just interesting like I said to think about and and consider so but I I enjoyed reading just how they everything they they just were very considerate and thoughtful of each other so Mm. No, yeah, they bring up a good point where like these these two books in comparison to all the other books that the guys have read on your podcast mm-hmm. are quite different right. because of the way that the characters are treating each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. <laughs> Go gaze. <laughs> Funny. All right. Is there anything else, you, any other thoughts 
you have about this book, about the other book, about your journey into romance in general? Um, no, I've enjoyed it. I, like it's enjoyable, like reading all these different kinds of books and getting a, lots of different points of view on this. So thank you for this opportunity. Of course. And I'm looking forward to reading more. Yay! <laughs> and I will make you read so much more. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right, so I'm glad that you're enjoying it, Matt. Did is has anything surprised you about these two romance novels that you've read so far? Like you obviously like as we've talked about, like everybody has conception preconceived notions or assumptions of what romance novels are. What after reading two of them, how has your opinion changed or or has it changed? Like, tell me how that is kind of evolving for you. I don't think it has changed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew what romance was to start and after reading it, it's the same. Well, I think I knew what gay romance was. Oh. <laughs> but, but, but speaking of that, before this, right? I mean, I think that we, when we thought of gay romance, it was like, there's that big book of gay romance, which is a very popular book, right? Mm -hmm. Or gay sex. And so it was sex driven, right? And like erotica when I thought of gay romance. And so like these books are kind of a departure from that. These are sweet, emotional, hallmarky stories in a lot of ways. So like, is that what you expected after? I mean, like, I don't know. Um, the conventionally yours, this, this book, it's similar to a couple, like a series that I'd read a number of years ago, mm -hmm. uh, the Ge Geography Club series. Okay. And then... I've also read the Tales of the City uh -huh. series. Yeah. Um, and that's more, I don't know, I guess there's there's gay and straight romances in that. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. The Geography Club. What is that? Yes. Is that's, that um, the author is Brent Brent Hartinger. And he, he follows this, he has a character that starts in high school and there's like five books in that series. And then he follows him on to college that's called The Futon Years. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> There's like three or four books in that. And then there's another uh, when he's more, uh, when he's emerging as a actually young adult living like in Los Angeles, starting out as his acting or film career. And it's interesting because in the high school, high school years, it's all just like hanging out with his friends and it's sort of like coming out. Yeah. And then it's like the adult books that were like, he's actually like having sex with his, with his partner. And wow. I'm just like, wow, like seeing that character, like, progress through those series of books and it made it a little less skeezy yeah as like having that like high school kid age into the adult because it's like over a course of multiple books sure. so you can see him like growing up uh-huh i've never heard of that the geography club mm -hmm. you liked it it's a great series yeah and that was just a couple of years ago the let's see oh gosh maybe 10 12 years ago oh wow Okay. That's when the series, I think, first started. Oh, all right. Is it, it's, but it's not billed as romance. It's like a no, fiction. Like coming of age, like LGBTQ fiction. Right. All right. Well, okay. Well, fine then, Matt. Your opinion hasn't changed. It's fine. You haven't, you haven't learned anything. Sorry. <laughs> You're so smart. You know everything. <laughs> not true. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Okay. Well, Matt, I think that that's it. Unless you have like, 
Let's see. Do I have any other questions? Would you read another book by Annabeth Albert? Um, maybe, uh -huh. but maybe not in this series. Right. Because I heard she has, she had, like you said, she's written over like 40 books. Yeah. And she has like her whole military, oh, um, wow. gay military novels. They're okay. apparently a lot more explicit. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> sorry. I didn't, so, sorry. I didn't put those on the list. That's okay. <laughs> hey, maybe next time. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. This has been amazing. I love talking to you and seeing you and I can't wait to do it again. And there's only one more thing left to say. <laughs> to say matt tell me that you love romance i love romance <laughs> beautiful it's this dulcet toast of cinderella's prince charming <laughs> it's amazing all right toodles <laughs> <laughs>